Welcome to Hashtag Wolves in the 14th episode of the season. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Doing great. It's been a exciting week of Timberwolves basketball, Noah, as I think I say every single pod, but especially this week. Oh, of course. Yeah, and not only that, but a lot to recap around the NBA. I know you love All-Star Games stuff. WNBA news, we've got it all for you, but we'll we'll see what we get to. Uh, what we will definitely cover in this game is the Jazz and Grizzlies game from this week and some thoughts on the playoff chances for the Wolves because it's kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty part of the season. We're going to take a look at that. But to kick things off, we have last Sunday's game against the Jazz, a loss at home, 125-111. The overall vibe of this game was that it was pretty close, but it never quite felt like we kind of had our shot. And some of the positives were that Wiggins and Bayless were shooting pretty well, or at least making a large enough volume of shots. But the negatives were we couldn't cover Rudy Gobert and like their pick and roll. Like the Wolves would always, whenever they would like stay up on the Utah shooters, he would be open for a lob. And whenever like they would try to roll back to Rudy, it just really ruined their pick and roll defense. So even though he didn't torch us, it was pretty apparent that the Wolves couldn't guard it. So what that amounted to is Wiggins getting 35 points on 13 of 23 shooting. Does that pass the Noah test for 13 of 23? I'll take that. Anything above 50 with Wiggins is like a seriously good night. Yeah. And I haven't even like mentioned the sweetener five of six from the line. Ooh, so yeah, really uncanny <laughs> moral victory. Uh, there. Which frankly should be expected, but Still, uncanny. Yes, exactly. Um, on the Jazz side, Donovan Mitchell had 29 points. Um, he had like sort of had a sophomore slump, but just like everybody around the league, like he's back against the Wolves. Rubio scored 18, had eight assists, and Gobert had 17. So, like I said, didn't score 50 against us, but he's one big man and he protects the rim. So, yeah, it's tough because we were not favored by six points. So, just being the underdog at home is always a weird feeling, but it makes total sense when it's the Jazz at pretty much full strength. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm anyone missing Mm -hmm. and then the wolves coming up i had something about how we're like a 32 win team with our current roster and we'd be like a 48 win team right with a full roster so really didn't set ourselves up for victory but it's nice to have at least i'd say like a competitive game like it was a stay till the fourth like through the fourth quarter yeah like the 14 point difference at the end doesn't articulate how close it was but i don't want to give off the impression that the wolves like they gained nine on us in the fourth so that would put you at a five point difference going into the fourth so it just it was close it was a game yeah and Like you said, we are staunchly not injury apologists, but it's just facts are facts that we're a 32-win team. Yeah, when you look at the scope of one game, you're going to look at injuries. But if you're going to whine about like a season or playoff chances or things like that, then you kind of have to take in other teams and their injuries into consideration. Right, right. People get hurt around the league, but uh, that sort of kicked off the week of the homestand on a sour note, but then the Wolves turned it around with a pretty gritty game against the Grizzlies. Yeah, not anything to write home about. I think both teams shot like almost below. I know the Wolves shot below 40%. That's not really an exciting game to watch. When you don't score over 100 in OT in this kind of NBA, your offense obviously wasn't clicking, but I think it was a game of grit since we got 24 points off turnovers. So kind of filled it in other areas. Bayless had a game with 19 and a career high 12 assists so it's nice that we've had someone of the what like third stringers right step step up up. it's Mm -hmm. just really something that you're going to need to have happen if you're going to 
keep this like one game below 500 thing that we've got going on it seems like we're just hanging around one or two games below 500 with a crappy team as of now so a lot of like silver linings and i guess like hey that's kind of cool but definitely with a full team this shouldn't have this should have been a walk in the park but the line that i looked at just recently was it was negative three right before the game yeah just because of again our situation with injuries and everything you sure that wasn't the temperature in minneapolis yeah, pretty close <laughs> weather jokes love yeah. it yeah i mean cat had a crappy game but obviously the uh, the end of the game that gets the most attention is the buzzer beater of right. course as it should cute funny way to end such a crappy game right yeah i think we both breathe the sigh of relief over under seven instagram stories from carl of his like slow motion yeah that's why i think it's so funny because it's not like you beat the jazz and beat him with the buzzer beater it's like you should have beat the grizz Mm -hmm. and you beat him with the buzzer beater and those those bring two different types of feelings especially to those in the crowd like thank god yeah and to have it get to overtime too like the grizzlies still are able to like immensely slow it down and kind of the grit and grind thing just sort of year after year comes back you Mm -hmm. know even if they're they're not like a top team in the west they still have that identity which is pretty impressive so yeah and then more just like box score overall wiggins four for 19 that's so bad but he had 13 for 23 in the previous game so 13 for 23 so 17 for 42 42 not bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, yeah it's sort of come to be expected with wiggins the like solid counterpoint in his, is his rebounding remains like machine, but when do his minutes ever decline yeah kogi can't score well enough to like challenge there's, him two, there's no one like clawing on his heels but man like he's played more minutes he's probably up there in the last three or four years total of minutes in would, the nba yeah i wouldn't be surprised I know there's a couple seasons where he was leading at some point in the year there's probably never been that type of player who's that inefficient and at the top of the minutes, right? At some I don't know. Point. Rudy Gay and Josh Smith, like all those player comps that we looked at earlier mm, in the season, right. there's those guys just come around and they get max deals. It's because they're going to score 20, right? Yes. Like Wiggins scores enough points. Mm-hmm. So many shots. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised, but. I don't know. I, that's that's just, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taj doing his thing five for nine. Love Dang, that. three for five. Everyone else kind of shot like four for 10, four for 11 because you have to make baskets to win the game or to score Someone more than 99. Someone is going to score, right? Um, yeah, overall, just a weird game. You can hear it that I, I don't feel awesome about this, but frankly, with this roster, it was great to go one on one in the week, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, general vibe is like sort of good to escape 500. You would hope to pick up the win against the Jazz at home because the Wolves are just better. But do you expect it at all? Uh, it's kind of a toss-up with the way that the Jazz are playing right now. You know, each game sort of provides us new context on we the Wolves. We were more likely to lose the Jazz game than we were to win the Grizzlies game, if that puts any wow perspective. Wow. <laughs> it does. It does. So, and it's... Hard to not look at this in the context of the other game that's coming up tonight, which we'll talk about briefly towards the end. But, you know, we end our homestand against the Nuggets tonight. So that'll be a really tough game. It would have been nice to pick up one of these other games against the weaker Western Conference teams. Yeah, I think Charlie Johnson tweeted out something about how the rest of the year or like the post All-Star as a whole 
And when you average out, it was just a pretty gritty schedule. Like you're not yeah. going to get a lot of chances there. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, let's get into it. Playoff playoff chances stuff. Or do you do you have more on the? No, no, no. On what no Charlie was um, yeah, playoff chances. They have seemed to stick around twenty to twenty five every time I look. I think it's because we're just kind of sticking on that 500 path with an injured team and then things like 530 have a built-in where your full roster is going to come back mm-hmm. so i think the model's sort of slightly surprised at how we're doing with the current roster we have now right and so i think our players chances model wise and in my mind and i think a lot of people would agree just totally depend on what kind of streak we're able to put together mm-hmm. when cove and teague and tyus and all these guys are or just like you have one injury right i'm not yeah. expecting everyone to come back and just be perfectly clean but having three or four of your best players out every night like really, covington and one of those point guards back would be it a just changes huge everything difference. right yes and so obviously there's some predictive ability to say when these guys will come back you know like this ankle is getting better and stuff but there's pretty broad ranges on all this mm-hmm. so this could be lengthy it could you know guys can go from a stationary bike to a court pretty quick or it could be forever yeah it's um, hard it's it's really really hard so to i tell. think we're in that position but it's nice that we're sort of holding in this pattern of 500 uh, against some pretty a decent average western conference schedule right so i think it, it all just comes if we just hold this and then see what happens when basically Cove comes back mm-hmm. and then reassess. Because usually as you get closer to the season, it just, especially in basketball where some teams pull away like the Warriors so quick, it just sticks around. Like it goes so quickly for those teams to 99, greater than 99% chance to win the playoffs. So as the season goes on, there's less and less and less middle of the pack teams. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, the like five through 10 in the West has just this uncanny ability to be stuck until the last four games of the season. And we know it best with the Wolves last year, right? Yeah. Game 82 decided our fate. Right. And a couple games could have meant even like hosting a playoff series. And so so. if you look at the standings, it's really just there's going to be two teams who who are deciding their fate in the last few games. Yeah, absolutely. And the fates of a lot of other teams. So a couple of the other good points about the playoffs you alluded to earlier – we're apparently like we have the pedigree of a 48 win team, but we're playing like a 32 win team. A full rotation team of the Wolves. With right. 48, yeah. Yeah. And exactly. our injuries now knock us down to 32. Yeah. All the way down to Luol, who's been getting some minutes lately. <laughs> I think Luol's the least of our problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I did some quick back of the envelope calculations. So right now with the way the, the Clippers record is in the eighth spot, it looks like the Wolves would need about 45 wins to make the playoffs like i mean and does that sound kind of reasonable to you based on how the west normally shakes out yeah and i think with even with like the further scheduling things you can look at especially with 538 and things like that teams that are in the west that are have over a 50 percent chance right now and it looks like it's either like 20 or 90 but for example the pelicans have a 24 percent chance of getting in their simulated season or like the season that they're predicted to have 41 and 41 mm-hmm so yeah, I think it agrees with your analysis yeah. in that a 41-win season is not enough or it's a 24%, actually probably higher because if, if they go 41 and 41, they're not going to get into the playoffs. Right, the, exactly. If they have a 24% chance with that record, right? Yeah. Um, where in the East, it's pretty funny that you can go pretty far down. The Hornets are projected to go 38 and 44, but have a 62% chance of making the playoffs. Yikes. So, so it's just the disparity is insane. Especially in that pocket of like the 5 to 10 seed, it's 
totally different. The Wolves right. would make the playoffs in the East based on their caliber because they'd get a better record in the East and just the record alone. Absolutely. So like say we need to hit that 45 win mark. That's a 20, 20 wins, 11 losses stre- like record down the stretch, which doesn't seem like something that the Wolves can slap 11? together. Yeah. yeah, I think when they say like 25% chance, it's that you're banking on that five through eight kind of fighting each other and then it becomes like a 42 43 win thing that you need to do yes and other teams get injured and cub goes off right yes like that's the sort of the bullet points where i think playoffs happen Mm -hmm. and last year i thought this could have happened because teague seemed to be playing better and he was healthy and we had an all-star caliber player and jimmy before he got hurt but I just don't quite see it for this team, but hope springs eternal for the Wolves. So Yeah, you never know. And honestly, it's what we're keeping 500 with a crappy team. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting that and 23% change. Like it's still there. Like flip a heads twice. Right. And mm-hmm. that's 20, 25 well, or tails. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So like you're there, mm-hmm. which is nice. I think that'll keep me watching. Once these things go down to like less than 5%, you watch sort of to see like, ooh, who's going to be good next year? How are the boys playing? Yeah, Maybe Kobe it'd be fun to go more. to the game and hang out there. There's not this element of, okay, like let's let's get this eight seed. Yeah, they're still scrapping and Cat's still playing well and they still have something to play for. Speaking of which, we have big breaking news. Carl Anthony Towns named to the all-star team. And he cried. <laughs> yes, which is totally fine. Noah, your quick sidebar, your thoughts on men crying thoughts on men crying yes. totally fine yeah thoughts on men crying about making the all-star game when they had like a 50 percent chance like him and Ru- her rudy kind of mm-hmm. thing right odd okay yeah, i'm not I'm not critical yeah men I'm just crying like, odd it's totally fine i think elated would be the more normal response and that's what you've seen from guys I, but those are the first all-star tears i've seen yeah um it's good for cat i think he deserves it I think he saw, like, I I saw an Instagram video of him realizing that he had made the all-star team, and I think it was at the airing of a movie that he's in, What Men Want, which is, like, a reboot of What Women Want, which is a Mel Gibson movie. So there's a lot of confounding factors in regards to why it was posted or how he might have reacted. Is this a promotion-type video? Aren't they supposed to say hashtag ad? Yeah, it was very confusing. We all watched the Firefest documentary, so I'm very woke to that kind of stuff right now. But good good for Carl. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, when it comes down to it, it's... It wasn't a uh, like a lock, a lock for no. All Star, so it was cool to see that. What it came down to coaches and because his fan voting and everything was pretty figured out. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that the coaches give the Minnesota market and Cat the respect that he deserves. I guess when comparing him and Rudy, they do similar kind of boring things. Rudy's probably a more of a dunker, right? So you said he has like an insane value in the league, right? We were talking advance wise. Rudy, I mean, Cat's like a top 10 player right now, and Rudy's like top five, six. Yeah, um, which was surprising. Just because his impact on the court. And I think that opens up a discussion around should the All Star game be based on the fans, where then that just comes into like D Wade, D Wade, D Wade, right? Mm-hmm. Rose, Rose, Rose. Do you want a certain mix of that? I think there's like a spectrum. I guess, what are your thoughts? I know the MLB has done the last like two players, like the one of each. AL and the NL are totally fan voting, so mm-hmm. you theoretically could vote practically a bat boy in. So it's interesting. I, I like that. I think like the all NBA team is where you need like the hardcore. How much value does this person have? What was their year? All star. Like if you're trying to assemble a finals team, 
yeah, that and, year who are the five guys you want, right? And when you look at legacy, it's like how many all-NBA teams did they have as a measure of how good they were and how many all-star teams is like how good were they and how much fun were they? Like Alan and I were saying like we'll have Popularity yeah. or probably there's probably a big confounding thing with winning. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, there's something about like he took them to the finals. Yes. He won his team a ring. And obviously, like their value, like LeBron's value to Lakers is more than one fifth of the team. I get yeah. that, but I wouldn't say it's over half, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a lot going on there. I don't think you're going to please everyone. No, I like that it's a it's a mix of you know some of the best players on the best teams go, and then you kind of fill in with who are the coaches' picks that should be recognized, and then they added D Wade and Dirk, like kind of as legacy picks. And if you got you got to recognize that. I think the best thing is you should add a player in total because if you're replacing someone, it's more than likely someone who it's probably their first all-star game. Like if you're mm-hmm. a close snub, you've probably never been or things like that. So you're probably snubbing like a 22 year old's ability to make it to the all-star game yeah. or Dirk frankly probably doesn't really care that no much. i don't think, he think so. it'd be a neat weekend or he just wants to rest because his body he, he needs to handle it. So I go back and forth, but I think, yeah, we've covered the All-Star game enough since it doesn't totally pertain to the Wolves. Real basketball, yeah. except uh, also just noteworthy, Josh Okogie is going to play for a team world. I thought that was cool. Yeah, if I actually watch any of the events or like watch them back, I think the rookie-sophomore game, probably for like a half, is my favorite. Or like Rising yeah. Stars. Skills Challenge needs to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But stuff to look forward to, stuff to be excited about. Real quick in the upcoming week, we mentioned we got the Nuggets tonight at home. Are the Nuggets at the... I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are they still top seed in the West or I think Golden State overtook them? Could not tell you. Okay. Um, well, it's going to be a tough game tonight against the Nuggets. Watch out for Jokic and Murray. Yeah. 45% chance tonight against the Nuggets. And then we have a game on Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday versus the Grizz at 43. And then... 49 against the magic so three games all hanging right around 50 percent yep so two wins definitely creates a shift in yep. how we view like this injured roster as well as maybe some changes we can make to when we have more of a full rotation yeah i think sure. you'll see bayless get like five plus minutes yeah absolutely things come back to normal and a little bit further out continuing the road trip like you mentioned the grizzlies you mentioned the magic and then the pelicans their whole roster may be completely reworked we'll be facing kyle kuzma on the pelicans you know maybe a week from now so yeah any prediction around the pelicans that i'm looking at i don't even think is valid because you just is anthony davis playing or not it's a pretty big (laughs) split it says like nad not applicable davis okay (laughs) um so that's uh that's upcoming week should be should be a good week of basketball yeah excited for it yeah with that how how